0: Ministers and Business Matters. I have been instructed in regard to the importance of our ministers keeping free from responsibilities that should be largely borne by businessmen. In the night season I was in an assembly consisting of a number of our brethren who bear the burden of the work. They were deeply perplexed over financial affairs and were consulting as to how the work could be managed most successfully. Some thought that the number of workers might be limited and yet all the results essential be realized. One of the brethren occupying a position of responsibility was explaining his plans and stating what he desired to see accomplished. Several others presented matters for consideration. Then one of dignity and authority arose and proceeded to state principles for our guidance. To several ministers, the speaker said, Your work is not the management of financial matters. It is not wise for you to undertake this. God has burdens for you to bear. But if you will carry lines of work for which you are not adapted, your efforts in presenting the word will prove unsuccessful. This will bring upon you discouragement that will, be, that will disqualify you from the very work you should do, a work requiring careful discrimination and sound, unselfish judgment. Those who are employed to write and to speak the word should attend fewer committee meetings. They should entrust many minor matters to men of business ability, and thus avoid being kept on a constant strain that robs the mind of its natural vigor. They should give far more attention to the preservation of physical health, for vigor of mind depends largely upon vigor of body. Proper periods of sleep and rest and an abundance of physical exercise are essential to health of body and mind. To rob nature of her hours for rest and recuperation, By allowing one man to do the work of four, or of three, or even of two, will result in irreparable loss. Subheading Education in Business Lines. Those who think that a man's fitness for a certain position qualifies him to fill several other positions are liable to make mistakes when planning for the advancement of the work. They are liable to place upon one the cares and burdens that should be divided among several experiences of great value. The Lord desires to have men of intelligence connected with his work, men qualified for various positions of trust in our conferences and institutions, especially our consecrated businessmen needed, men who will carry the principles of truth into every business transaction. Those placed in charge of financial affairs should not assume other burdens, burdens that they are incapable of bearing nor is the business management to be entrusted to incompetent men. Those in charge of the work have erred sometimes in permitting the appointment of men devoid of tact and ability to manage important financial interests. Men of promise in business lines should develop and perfect their talents by most thorough study and training. They should be encouraged to place themselves where, as students, they can rapidly gain a knowledge of right business principles and methods. Not one businessman, now connected with a cause, needs to be a novice. If men in any line of work are to improve their opportunities to become wise and efficient, it is those who are using their ability in the work of building up the kingdom of God in our world. In view of the fact that we are living so near the close of the earth's history, there should be greater thoroughness in labor, more vigilant waiting, watching, praying, and working. The human agent should strive to attain perfection, that he may be an ideal Christian, complete in Christ Jesus. Subheading, Right Principles Essential. Those who labor in business lines should take every precaution against falling into error through wrong principles or methods. Their record may be like that of Daniel in the courts of Babylon. When all his business transactions were subjected to the closest scrutiny, not one faulty item could be found. The record of his business life, incomplete though it is, contains lessons worthy of study. It reveals the fact that a businessman is not necessarily a scheming policy man. He may be a man instructed of God at every step. Daniel, while prime minister of the kingdom of Babylon, was a prophet of God, receiving the light of heavenly inspiration. His life is an illustration of what every Christian businessman may be. At this time, God's cause is in need of men and women who possess rare qualifications and good administrative powers, men and women who will make patient, thorough investigation of the needs of the work in various fields, those who have a large capacity for work, those who possess warm, kind hearts, cool heads, sound sense, and unbiased judgment, those who are sanctified by the Spirit of God and can fearlessly say no or yea and amen to propositions those who have strong convictions, clear understanding, impure or sympathetic hearts, those who practice the words all ye are brethren, Matthew 23, 8, those who strive to uplift and restore fallen humanity. Testimonies for the Church, volume 7, pages 246 to 249. Not a few ministers are neglecting the very work that they have been appointed to do. Why are those who are set apart for the work of the ministry placed on committees and boards? Why are they called upon to attend so many business meetings, many times at great distance from their fields of labor? Why are not business matters placed in the hands of businessmen? The ministers have not been set apart to do this work. The finances of the cause are to be managed by men of ability. The ministers are set apart for another line of work. Ministers are not to be called hither and thither to attend board meetings for the purpose of deciding common business questions. Many of our ministers have done this work in the past, but it is not the work in which the Lord wishes them to engage. Too many financial burdens have been placed on them. When they try to carry these burdens, they neglect to fulfill the gospel commission. God looks upon this as a dishonor to his name. Testimonies for the church, Volume 7, pages 254-255.